Welcome to Happy to Be Here, a podcast where we talk to really interesting people about wellness habits, books, and so much more. This week, we're talking football, Taylor Swift, and Travis Kelsey, and hobbies. I'm joined by Rebecca Landa, ESPN's first female play-by-play NFL commentator on Monday Night Football. She walks us through the basics of what happens during a football game, what are downs, how teams score, and what to expect on the Jets-Chiefs game this weekend if you're watching for Kelsey and Swift. Plus her POV on Kelsey. We went down a bit of a Swifty conspiracy rabbit hole and I loved it. Landa's a trailblazer in her own right and walks us through what it's been like to build her career in sports. I'm Vivian, this is Happy to Be Here and here's my conversation with Rebecca. What a week to have a conversation about football amongst women because I think Taylor Swift has, the Taylor Swift effect on the NFL has been very real. It's been all over my TikTok. And so this was planned beforehand, but I think an NFL 101 conversation is like the perfect timing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you're so right. Uh, Almost like if we had a rage state with Taylor Swift. I know, This is the week. Yes. We need to bump this a little bit. Um, (laughs) It'll be really fun. I think that this is... So one of the reasons I was really excited when I got an email introducing me to you and your work is the fact that I had randomly at the end of August at some point decided that the football was going to be my hobby this fall. Mm. Like I grew up with football and sports on the background all the time, but because I grew up around a bunch of boy cousins, men, my uncles, I never really paid attention as much as I was just in the room. And I was like, no, this is the season where I'm going to learn what actual things mean on the TV when it's (laughs) happening. And so I had been following along before before Taylor Swift landed on the Chiefs game this weekend. But I was so excited when I was like, okay, this is the perfect timing. We get to have this conversation. You get to kind of instruct all of us on all the things football. And we get to learn about your career, which is really cool. Yes, I'm very excited about it. Um, And I honestly do think, okay, football is hard in a way if you compare it maybe to other sports. Mm -hmm. But if you have like the basics, you can truly just enjoy it. I want you to introduce yourself and then we're going to dive into like, what are the basics? Because I want people who are going to be watching the Jets and Chiefs game this weekend, which I know that's probably going to have a high view account to see if Taylor is there again. (laughs) I want them to know what to like expect within that. Yeah. Okay. So my name is Rebecca Landa. I am a sportscaster. Uh, I work in Mexico. I'm Mexican. So most of the sportscasting that I do is in Spanish. Uh, Last year, I became the first woman in the history of the sport to do a Monday night football game in Spanish for all of the USA and Latin America, which sounds crazy, right? Because we're like in 2023. How can anybody be the first at anything, (laughs) especially like women? Mm -hmm. Shouldn't we be more advanced? Um, But I guess we're still breaking through in some senses. And now I am the official Monday night football play-by-play for all of Deportes during the whole year. So now you get to hear me along Sergio Dip and the rest of the ESPN team on Monday, as well as Katia Castorena. She's amazing. She's our sideline reporter. So that's basically what I do. And I also cover tennis. I work with the WTA, with the ATP in some of the Mexican tournaments. I'm also a play-by-play. Uh, for ESPN for tennis. Well, first of all, the fact that you were the first to be play-by-play is just like so phenomenal. And I think that as I've been consuming this conversation in the last few days around the NFL, Taylor Swift's effect, Travis Kelsey, it's just, it was really exciting for me to know that I was sitting down with you because I think that one of the reasons that there's a disconnect sometimes between sports and not all women, but some women 
it's like you feel like you're being talked to versus being in conversation with. And I was really excited. I was like, okay, this is going to be in conversation with. And Mm -hmm. I think that the best place to start is hopefully like the very beginning. Like tell me what people can expect. Like you were saying, two teams on the, what are the, the number of players on the team? Like what are people looking out for? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, let's talk about the chiefs and then let's talk about the jets just as like a projection of both teams. Uh, what are they going through? Right. So the chiefs have won the super bowl multiple times in the last few years. They have Pat Mahomes, which is like the best quarterback in football. He's amazing to watch out so much fun. He has Travis Kelsey. This is the guy that's dating Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has Travis Kelsey as his biggest weapon. The most important weapon, right? And they've won two Super Bowls together. Um, Travis Kelsey is just this really fun, explosive guy, really loud, um, you know? And then we have the Jets. That is a team that Aaron Rodgers, a lot of people would hear that name. You know, he used to play for the Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. In the um, preseason, he moved to New York to start playing with the Jets. But on the fourth play of the season, he broke his Achilles tendon. So now they're playing with the quarterback they had drafted a couple of years back, but they are not happy with. Mm. So the Jets are not going through a good moment right now. Um, uh, They have a lot of struggles. They have a really good defense. They have really good like weapons as, for example, they have the offensive and defensive rookie of the year players, right? So they have two really, really good players, but since they don't have the most important position in football, which is the quarterback, then um, things get difficult for them. There are so many expectations around the Jets. So basically what we can expect is Pat Mahomes going face-to-face with a really good defense. Their coach is called Robert Saleh from the Jets, and he's all the way defensive coach. So basically it's going to be a head-to-head between one of the best defenses in the NFL and then the best quarterback in the NFL. Who is Travis Kelsey? Like in terms of his role with them, you say he's an explosive player. He's a tight end, right? What does yeah. that mean for someone who's yes. just being introduced to football right now? Um, and then I promise we'll get into the more basic questions and also your career because you're amazing. But I love your opinion on this too, because even that description on the Jets versus the Chiefs was like, oh, I learned so much there. Yeah. Okay. So a tight end is... Um, this used to be a position for a person that would block on the line. So a lot of times a tight end is a bigger guy. He's not like, um, you know, receivers are a little bit slimmer. They're a little bit faster maybe, but a tight end, he might be a receiver, but he can also be a blocker. So sometimes you're going to see them lined up right next to the rest of the line, right? So when you see the line, there's going to be a center. That's the guy that's holding the ball. And then there's going to be guards right next to him. So that's three people. And then you're going to add two more, which are the tackles, right? So if you see a sixth guy, right, lining up on the line, that's going to be a tight end normally. And that's going to be Travis Kelsey. So you're going to see Travis Kelsey, his number is the 87, I think. He's going to be right next to the line sometimes. But now football has evolved where he might be lined up as a receiver where he's a little bit farther away from the line. But what Titans do and what makes them so special is that they're big players so they can block on the line and protect the quarterback or they can come out to pass. And that's something that Travis Kelsey is amazing at. He's going to be a Hall of Famer for sure. Um 
just because he has this amazing chemistry with Pat Mahomes. And he's like super extremely athletic. He catches everything. He's a tough guy because he's big. So even though they tackle him, he can like keep running. And I think that's what makes him like so attractive when we're talking about his football game, you know? Um, and then he has such charisma and he's a funny guy. He has this phrase where he's like, you have to earn you're right to party. <laughs> so then he parties, but he has to make sure to play good to party. He can't party without playing good. Basically, that's what he says all the time. Um, yeah, and he's just fun to watch. I love that. I feel like the Swifties are going to go nuts over that um, party and the little Taylor Swift nod within yeah. that, within that word. <laughs> when we talk about women learning more about the sport and just being more involved. I think that, like I was saying before, one of the things that is usually kind of a roadblock is just feeling like, oh, everyone else around me knows what is happening and I'm just catching up. And it feels like maybe I'll just do, I mm -hmm. won't, like there's so much to catch up on. What are like the basic mm -hmm. across any game, not just this one game we've been talking about, but like what are the basic things that people should know about like what are downs and what happens with the ball when yeah. it gets passed around? Like, how do you get the ball from one side to the other? Right, right. Yeah. So first of all, I would encourage anybody to just ask questions. Most of the people are like super happy to sit with you and explain. Uh, this is the way that I started. Like mm -hmm. I fell in love with football through a movie. Remember the Titans when I was eight. But then the knowledge that oh. I started you know, obtaining was just from conversations like, hey, what just happened there? Like, I didn't understand. And it would be maybe with my dad or my brother, or maybe it would be with my father-in-law. Like, it could be anybody, your friends. Like, people are normally up to explaining this. But um, I, for sure, would explain the basics. So <laughs> we have a 100-yard field, right? And you start normally on the 25-yard line. Let's not get into the details, but normally you would start there. So from the 25, you would have to count 10 yards and you have four opportunities to gain those 10 yards, right? Those mm -hmm. are called downs. So the first opportunity is first down, the second opportunity is second down and so on, right? So if you cross that 10 yards in four opportunities or less, you get four more opportunities. And that's okay. the way you keep moving forward. How do you move forward? You can do it through the ground, which is running, or you can do it through the air, which is passing, right? So for example, if Pat Mahomes throws a pass to Travis Kelsey and he catches that pass on the like five yards away, mm -hmm. then it would be second and five to go. Right. Okay. Okay. So then you keep moving that way. The defense is obviously trying to avoid that you move those 10 yards. So they are also doing their plays and their stunts and, you know, their tricks to make sure that the offense, which is Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and the rest of the guys don't move forward. So, but when you do move forward all the way to the touchdown and you cross those lines, then that mean, means that you have six points. After those six points, you have two options. You can either kick the ball for one point or you can make a play for two points. Normally, the teams would go for one point because it's safer. So you have a kicker mm -hmm. that only goes into the field for kicks and you try <laughs> to kick the extra point. And that's basically how you gain seven points, right? 
Um, that's the basics. Now, there's other ways to gain points. If you are on your fourth down, but you are far away to try a touchdown, but close enough to the goalposts, there's something that's called a field goal, which means that your kicker can come into the field and try to kick the ball in between the posts to get three points. If he does that, then you accumulate only three points, not the six points mm -hmm. plus the extra point, which would be seven, but only the three points. And basically, that's kind of how you score in the NFL. Um, we have four quarters. Each quarter has 15 minutes, which sometimes stops depending on what happened on the field. And then so you have the first quarter, second quarter, halftime. You guys know that because of the Super Bowl halftime. <laughs> that's exactly when Rihanna or Shakira yeah. or Usher uh, comes in. And then we have this third and the fourth quarter. If the game is tied at the end, you have overtime. So we have okay. one overtime where each team has the opportunity to score. That's the basics of the NFL. I love this. I think that you, I want to hear more about your career trajectory and how you found a passion for the sport, because I read a little bit about you online, obviously, and researching you ahead of this conversation. And it's just so cool to me that as a Latina, as a woman, there the way that you are paving the path for other girls to really feel confident learning it, whether they are learning like the one-on-one -on -one version we just walk through or whether they're like playing flag football or they're wanting to follow exactly in your footsteps. It's just really cool to see other women kind of doing that and paving forward. Yes. Well, thanks. Yeah. And it's kind of part of how, I mean, I started just because I loved it. It was something that like came natural to me, like passion for sports and football. But then when I was in university, I realized like there's something wrong here. So what happened is like, like I said, I fell in love with football when I was eight. I wanted to play. My dad took me to this club where, hey, my daughter wants to play. And the club was like, sorry, we don't have a woman's team and you're too old to play with the boys now. I was maybe like 13. So, you know, mm -hmm. it would have been maybe dangerous, I guess. Now women play with men in college sports and all like That has changed. But in that time, they said, like, sorry, we don't have, like, the space for her to play safely. So I just, you know, was like, okay, I'll just be a fan. And I was a really intense fan. I started playing flag football <laughs> a couple of years later. And <laughs> that helped me a lot to understand, um, yeah, the little details of football, not just, like, the, the downs, but, like, technique and stuff like that. And then I came into college. I was studying arts. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, really. I was just, you know, discovering myself. And there was this university TV station, and they had the broadcast for our local football team, you know, the university's football team. So I went to a casting. They asked me a couple of questions, like, who would you want to interview? And I was like, Peyton Manning. And they were so like, what? <laughs> football what do you mean you know after that uh I got into the into the program and they did a test of knowledge and they were like wow Rebe you really know we want you to be the analyst so I started being the analyst for this broadcast that were like huge for our university level um but the moment that I found out that I wanted to do this was because while I was doing this I would sometimes get text messages and one of them was like woman don't do play-by-play 
for American football. And I, that was the role that I was having in that time. I was doing play-by-play. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? This makes no sense. Also, it made no sense because the person that sent me that text was a woman. And I knew her. Oh my and I knew God. her because I always saw her on the stands, you know, at the stadium, mm-hmm. enjoying football. So, like, it made no sense to me, right? It was just so... It made no sense. Like, you love football. It's so obvious. So why would you say, like, because I'm a woman or you're a woman, we can't or can do certain things? It made no sense. So then I was like, okay, we need to do something about this. I didn't see any women on TV that, you know, uh, looked like that woman that I thought I would identify with. Like, normally in Mexico, they would have, like, very pretty women or... Yeah, just like uh, very beautiful bodies or like blondes or, you know, but not necessarily they would give them that space to show that they loved the sport and they they knew about it. So I was really motivated to open that space because it was lacking, you know, and and if I couldn't find anybody to look up to, then I was going to be like, okay, then this is something that we need to work on. And it basically, that's like the purpose of my career, even though it started with just passion and love for football. That's phenomenal because I think that one of the things, like I said before, it just, sports feel like such a unapproachable space sometimes as a woman. And even when I decided like this past summer, I'm like, okay, football will be my hobby this fall, I was like, but I don't want to like tell my brother and my cousins because they're going to be like, join the fantasy league. Here's an overload of information. And I'm like, no, no, no. I want to do it my way. Like I want to (laughs) figure out how I navigate this. I want to go slowly. I want to ask the questions. I want to figure it out. I want to research and I want to make it me. Right. And learn how that is before I integrate with like the rest of society and their take on football. Mm -hmm. And it's been such a lovely kind of discovery. Like I am, I am a football fan fan as a right. I mean, I grew up a Jets fan and knowing some history behind the Jets, but now like every weekend before the weekend hits, I'm like, okay, let me look at my schedule. Who am I watching this weekend? Where, where do they fall within the division? How do I know who is like, who am I rooting for? Who am I not rooting for? And it's just been fun. And I think that that is something that so much of our creativity and our hobbies right now because of the way that the world works have become so commodified. Like you have to make money off of the things you're doing on the side and you have to feel like you're suddenly becoming the influencer of this thing. And I'm like, what if you just do something because you just want to learn what it is and then have fun doing it and then be like, at the end of the season, I'm not, this isn't my career path, but I'm excited about it and it's fun and it's like giving me something to do on the weekends. And I think that that has been a really lovely aspect that I wasn't necessarily expecting but just like my, like I was yeah. by myself on the couch watching the games this past Sunday when I saw Taylor there. And I'm like, this is cool. Look <laughs> at me. Like I was like, I saw this thing first because I was just happened to be sitting here. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy you say that because right now, like I feel like everything we do has to be like productive. Mm-hmm. And even that's something that I have to work on with myself. Like if I'm just sitting there and not doing something or not doing something productive, then why do I exist? If I'm not either working or learning or making money or, and I think that's like society, how things work, right? So it's funny that you say that and that football is that for you because football is being productive for me, right? Yeah. And now I'm trying to learn how to do ceramics. Oh, I love <laughs> so that. So I can learn something that is, that has nothing to do with football that 
might or might not be productive. It's just about enjoying. And I think being productive also has to fall into the line of enjoyment. Like mm-hmm. I read something yesterday about being productive is making decisions towards specific goal. So if your specific goal is just to enjoy or learn, I think that's being productive. I think that's how we should see enjoyment as well. Not only as making money or working harder or any of those responsibilities that we overcharge with. A hundred percent. And I think that there's like also this magic that comes up with like, I am a novice. I don't know. I didn't know what a down was or like what the number next to the down was, was until like this past (laughs) weekend when I looked it up and Googled and asked my boyfriend and like, Mm. and I'm like, Mm -hmm. that feels so good when a lot of the other stuff we're doing, like you said, we're like experts in, or we have to be experts in, or we have to learn and research and be so much more well-versed. And I'm like, it's just really cool to feel like a kid, like to feel like an eight-year-old who's just trying to figure this out for the first time and just having fun doing it. And that I think also pours into probably your work as an analyst, right? Like doing the play-by-play, you're like, I'm doing the ceramics thing and it's taking a load off. And now I can see this and like with fresher eyes and I can see this in a different way. And it's the same way I feel when I watch football and I'm like, I can go back to my writing about mental health and stuff and be like, this is just cool and fun. And how can I incorporate this so that other people also find like a hobby that they enjoy? (laughs) Yes, yes, totally. I think that's how people should see football. And if you enjoy fantasy and if you want to make money off of it, okay. Mm -hmm. But make sure that it does not take the joy out of football. Because also I've seen like people just like, and I hate this. Now that you say, you know, things about mental health, I think Mm -hmm. we've objectified the athletes as something that has to give us something as someone that has to give us something and not as humans. So Mm -hmm. if you're in a fantasy league and I don't know, Aaron Rodgers just broke his Achilles. Most of the messages that I got is like, Oh, my fantasy. And I was like, bro, he's a human. What do you mean (laughs) your fantasy? Like poor Aaron Rodgers. That's all that it matters. And people are just worrying about if they're going to win or lose their fantasy. And I think we objectify, objectify, these athletes ask like either you have to give me entertainment or you have to help me win money or my fantasy or the bet mm-hmm. that I just made. And I think uh, that's so unhealthy, <laughs> even for the fan, because yeah. you're not even enjoying the game anymore. A thousand percent. And, you know, it's really interesting because we, we talk about we started the conversation talking about Taylor Swift and Kelsey and I think that there is a little bit of both things happening there. Right. There's like the objectification of this. Mm-hmm potential couple being like, they're so cute and they're hot and they're like, look at them being together and like, let's watch them. But I think that there's also this um pairing of like fans. Like I was watching New Heights, their podcast earlier this morning because they were talking about Taylor and I've been watching it in general because it's become like a really good source for me over the last few weeks. And yeah. like, but I was watching it and I looked through the comments on YouTube and I loved how much camaraderie was happening in their comment section where it was like, welcome Swifties. Here's what you need to know about football. And like, <laughs> here's how to keep it fun. And here are like the four rules that you want to know. And it was like, yeah. and it was like, yes, we know that you're here because you think that they're cute and they're hot and they're like dating. But it's cool that you're also like, just becoming a fan of the game and that you think that it's fun and you think that it's something that you can pay attention to in a different way. And I think that that's been really cool where it's like, you don't have to make this just about whether they're dating or not. You can just make it about how much Mm -hmm. more eyes like Taylor brought to the screen that day, right? Or how much people are going to be buying Kelsey's like jersey and stuff. And, And I think that that is magic because it's, 
to your point, like these people are people and they like risk their lives. Literally every time I'm watching a game, I like turn to my boyfriend and I'm like, well, at least once during a game, it like, crosses my mind that these guys are getting tackled on the floor and we're just watching. Yeah. And like that is so normal. And like they are getting hurt and they are physically taking the toll for our entertainment. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to have fun watching that. But I'm also really conscious of the fact that these are humans who are getting hurt. And I think sports in general, and I'm sure this is probably one of the reasons you love it too. There's just a humanity behind it that is so beautiful. And it's so like, there's community there that's baked in. And it's just really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you make a great point, you know, about them being hurt and also about community. And it comes to mind really fast, you know, what happened last season. I don't know if you know this, and I don't know. I'll just explain it really fast if people missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Monday night football game. The Bengals were playing the Bills. And one of the players got hit in the chest. Mm-hmm. And he went into cardiac arrest, right? Damar Hamlin. So... They had to revive him on the field. And it's not something that happens often. Like you see people getting hurt, but it's not like their life literally is on the line on the field, you know? And it was really beautiful to see how even the players from the Bengals, which was the rival team, were like so worried. They talked it through each other. The NFL kind of wanted them to keep on playing. And the, and the coaches said, like, we can't play this game Mm -hmm. like this is over let's just end it and the whole NFL community all the other teams um the fans they were just rooting for Damar Hamlin you know wearing the number three everywhere you would see and um it was just beautiful to watch how everybody came together for this one person that maybe had nothing to do with them but that united them through football and that we could also connect, you know, knowing that he was having a hard time. And I think that was very, very nice. Mm -hmm. I also love this part. Okay. So the relationship between Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, I have like mixed feelings about it. Can I share? Tell me everything (laughs) because I want to know. I see all the positive things that you are saying, like all the Swifties and all the people that think that like the stereotype of a Swifty can maybe not be also a big fan of the NFL. I love like Mm -hmm. those two worlds are merging and connecting and people are being super inclusive. And like you said, like explaining the basics of football and just taking one step at a time and all that stuff. Like I find that beautiful. Um, Mm -hmm. But also it kind of scares me for Taylor Swift because Travis Kelsey has been known to party uh, too much and not be as respectful for his ex-girlfriends now as you know you would want a guy to be. So I'm afraid that he's gonna hurt Taylor once all this kind of mm-hmm. passes, you know? That's like my first thought. Like, okay, everybody's super excited they, they are together, but mm-hmm. I find Taylor Swift to be a beautiful human being. Like honestly, a beautiful human being. And I don't know Taylor, I I don't know Travis Kelsey personally, but since I have to follow his career, I kind of know that sometimes he's messed up. Do Mm -hmm. I think that people can change and, you know, reconsider how they have relationships? Yes. So I'm giving him the, you know, the possibility of of being a better man. (laughs) Yeah, the benefit of the doubt with Taylor. But also there's this thing, like, it's really weird for me because if you observe, like, we've never known really who Taylor is dating. Mm-hmm. Like never, ever, ever. She's super secretive about all that stuff. And 
lately I've been seeing Travis Kelsey in every commercial. Like, mm-hmm. s- yeah, so many. I won't even mention them. Like so many commercials. So I'm thinking like he has a new PR person or marketing person in his team. Like what if this is just uh-huh. a stunt? What if this is just like a, an agreement they had? Rebecca, I am loving that we're going down the Swifty conspiracy <laughs> spiral. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Because this, make, this makes no sense. Like Taylor is so secretive about these things. Uh, Travis Kelsey apparently is everywhere. And now he's made so much money just because she's showed up somewhere. Mm-hmm. If they are in love and if they do really like each other, I'm so happy for them. But I honestly think there's something there that's not <laughs> making sense for me. You know, it's <laughs> wild. So I follow Dumois on Instagram and they had posted something that like Taylor Swift had like a cheat sheet essentially of like the NFL and the Chiefs on Dumois, which is like a gossip site. And mm. apparently Travis Kelsey's publicist commented on that um, picture and was like, this isn't hers. I'm Travis Kelsey's publicist. I can confirm this is not hers, but I thought it was weird that his publicist would jump into Dumois' comments around this with like, because that would obviously garner so much attention. Just the fact that she was within like a gossip yeah. site's comments. So I don't know, but I'm putting a lot of pins on the walls. I'm feeling like that person who's just connecting all the dots and being like, <laughs> okay, which direction are we going? We're going to let this play out. We're going to let it yeah. hopefully make her happy. But I love that the overall feeling, like, I mean, I had like four different text chains going when it was happening on Sunday, everyone just feels like Taylor Swift is like their best friend, older sister, younger sister. And you're just like, I want to protect you. I don't know if this is the Greek act, but also you look like you're having fun. So maybe that's it. Maybe like, let's just like let you have fun. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I think, I think it's totally Mm bad. Okay. If she wants to have fun and I kind of, yeah guess somebody already told her about Travis Kelsey and what he's done. And maybe she just wants to try it out. You know, like, we would all try it out. Anyway. Oh my God, yes. Uh, I don't think we should be judgy towards her. <laughs> I don't think we should be judgy towards her at all. I just feel like, okay, make sure that you protect your heart. But if you don't, well, she's going to write amazing songs after know, this and all right? the Swifties will be happy anyway. But yeah. I'm like, but just protect your heart. It'll be okay. We just, we want, we're rooting for you either way. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm pinning, you know, some things. I'm not getting as excited as a lot of the Swifties are just because I'm worried for her. Mm-hmm. But I do hope it ends in a good note. Yeah, I love this, Rebecca. I really wasn't expecting us to go down the Swifty rabbit hole, but we did. And I love it. And I love you <laughs> for it. Because I think it'll make for such a fun conversation. Um <laughs> I know we are starting to wrap up the conversation. What do you want to leave people with as they're wrapping up this like football 101 intake Swifty breakdown? Yeah, I would say football is for everyone. (laughs) Something we learned this week is that football really is for everyone. And somebody will sit down with you and lovingly explain what football is about. So if you ever had doubts, if you ever felt like you were attracted to learning more, but you didn't know where to start, just start with your friends, with, mm-hmm. you know, a coworker that has a fantasy league and start with, I don't want to join your fantasy <laughs> league, <laughs> but I do want to learn more about football and make sure to just enjoy the process. Even if you don't understand a lot, you know, there's, mm-hmm big amazing athletes that are doing amazing things on the field that you can just enjoy through there and just start you know there's a lot of information on the internet so dive in enjoy football it's for everyone girls included um, young people old people just anybody 
And you are paving the way in such amazing ways that I think that a lot of young girls, older women, everyone is looking up and saying like, it's really cool to see you call the play-by-plays and know that there's representation that looks like them, that talks like them, that is as passionate as they are about a sport or any sport, um, which is really, really cool. Where can people find you online? Yeah. So my Instagram and Twitter and all that's, it's La, so L-A, Rebecca, my name, with just one C, so L-A-R-E-B-E-C-A, and then my last name, Landa, L-A-N-D-A. You can find me there on my social media, uh, and you can find me in ESPN Deportes every Monday. I'm doing the play-by-play in Spanish for every Monday night football game. Phenomenal. I'll make sure to link everything in our show notes. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. Thanks, babe. I'm adding all of Rebecca's links and social handles to our show notes. On our end, don't forget to rate, review, and share. Happy to be here with a friend if you can. It's how we can continue to grow our community. See you next week.